0: everyone. Welcome to the second season of four sisters and a brother. I'm your host today, Jocelyn. And I just want to welcome every, welcome everyone and wish everyone a
1: happy new year.
2: Happy new year, 2024. Let's go. Let's
1: go. Happy new year. This is Leah. Happy new year. This is Tiffany.
3: Happy new year. This is Candace. Great. Awesome. Okay.
0: Well, for the new year, we were thinking what would be the best first show to actually have for the new year? And we were thinking about it, so we thought maybe we should wrap up 2023. A lot of interesting things happened in 2023 that we didn't get a chance to talk about or that the stories were too short to have a whole episode, but we had some very interesting things happen in 2023. So we want to kind of give a roundup of the things that happened in 2023 that were, um, noteworthy. Okay. And so the first story that we could think of, one of the most popular stories of 2023 was the submersible. So let me lay this story out for you. The details of it is that this company named Ocean Gate Expeditions took a submersible. And a submersible is not a submarine, it's a little smaller vessel that you can take under water, and the company was founded by this man named stockton rush and he was the ceo also and he was the captain he took
4: five passengers down to look at the titanic wreck well my i know you already talking about this but my there's a red flag already if you're the ceo the captain the janitor the person that put it together there's a problem right there that should have been red flag number one two three four five six seven eight nine ten
0: Well, we'll get to some of the things in the particular things that he did that were somewhat alarming. And I kind of think I can answer that question in a minute as to why he was controlling everything because he was freaking controlling. So, um, but let's talk about a couple of other things that happened. First, the submersible went down to see the Titanic crash and it lost contact with the surface about 45 minutes down um, after the dive. Uh, unfortunately, well, first they sent out, uh, teams of people to come look for the, the, the submersible because they lost contact and they only had 96 hours of air remaining on board comes to find out the submersible imploded underwater. Now it, it, implosion is different from explosion. An explosion goes out and implosion basically crushes you in like a can, This disturbing information comes out about this guy a little bit later after all of this happens. Turns out he was a bit of a risk taker. He was an adventurer. Um, He fired one of his top engineers, which was the person who was warning him about safety measures. Anytime the guy would bring up safety measures for the submersible, the guy was uh, the captain, the CEO, Mr. Rush here what well, got annoyed to the point of finally firing him. Um, if you speak with the engineer, he told a couple of people in interviews afterwards that he described the vessel as a limit. He said it might as well be Swiss cheese, meaning it had so many different defects with it. And he was warning him that implosion was improbable. It was, it was just possible and it was going to happen. But the CEO said, get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do with my submersible. And so not only that, he charged each passenger $250,000 to take this death dive. And then it comes out, the the controller that he was using was basically a gaming controller. It was basically something like a Nintendo 64 controller. Like he was Mario Karting people around under the ocean. (laughs) Which sounds ridiculous when you say it out loud, but that's exactly what he was doing. Many people within the community of submersibles said that he needed to have what's called a thermal scan of the submersible to detect any defective things within the surface of it. And he said, no, no, I don't need that. All I need to do is listen. And if I can hear something wrong with it, then something's wrong with it. To me, that right there is all kinds of red flags. I mean, this guy had all kinds of issues with pride. He would not be corrected. Most companies uh, that take risks, airliners, car makers, everybody takes a risk every day. When you leave your house, you're taking a risk. Any company that's involved in transportation is taking a risk with taking passengers, but the difference between those companies and this man is that those companies are required to do whatever it takes to eliminate as much risk as humanly possible. And they go through rigorous tre- checks to try to do that. Are they always successful? No, but there are standards for that community of a of, of business. This guy sounds like he did the complete opposite, and he just simply did whatever he wanted to do and, and disregarded safety completely, and it ends tragically. Five people lost their lives, and I know we make a lot of jokes about this, and it, 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 a lot of this has been said about it, but five people did perish in this. They had friends, families, and all, and so it was kind of uh, a disturbing story, but one of the top stories of 2023.
4: Well, my opinion goes back to the scripture in 2 Timothy 3, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. When you love yourself, you don't care about what you do to other people. You only want what's best for you. So you charge them two fifty, dollars to take them down basically to their death. It doesn't matter because you think you're going to come out and spend their money later on. You only care about yourself. And I think that we see that more and more in the world today, this just happens to be on a grander scale versus what we see on a smaller scale in everyday life. Um, So, hey, you love yourself, you're going to do for yourself. And that's what he did.
2: True statements. I I think it's sad for the simple fact that, uh, like me being a father, I'm checking something out if I'm going to put my life and my son's life on the line and all that he So he he just kind of went in, willy-nilly on a, on a, on a, are you serious? Are you serious? Like, you're just going to go in and just, oh, well, we'd be fine because he said so. Nah, bruh. Nah, bruh. I, I'm i a, I'm a Google, I Google the reviews type dude, and, all I get. and I know ain't no Google review on this and all I get, but I'm going to need somebody else to tell me that everything's going to be fine too, and all. I'm not just going to take this one man's word for it and all I get, just because he is, of course, it's, or of course he's going to say it's all right. Because it's his. That's like you didn't cook somebody some food and all that. You be like, man, this is bomb because you like it. <laughs> Ain't nobody else tested it out. Mm-mm. no bro. Nah. He didn't
0: bruh. get five stars on Google review, so he's out.
2: Yeah, I, I need mean, something else, bro. Um, why?
3: Why? I, I mean, I get what you're saying, Dante. you so passionate. Um but yeah like why didn't they look into uh, like were there other companies doing this to compare themselves to like you just went out there and if you saw the controller getting into that thing wouldn't you have questions is I mean, it, that
2: it's not even a, a place that not even a new place to a 64 is old already come on bro well on, uh, they bro.
0: they likened it to a 64 but they didn't say this was that controller the fact yeah. of the matter it was a gaming controller When I was looking this up, there was an article about one of the expeditions he did in 2016, and he got it stuck on the surface of the ocean and couldn't get it off. And he couldn't use, the joystick was not working for him. And he had passengers then, they they paid $250,000, but he had this engineer that he later fired was actually on that particular expedition. And after one of the passengers screamed at him and started cussing at him, he finally gave the joystick to the other engineer and he was able to get them back to the surface. And so that wasn't on Google Review. So it sounds like the people who had bad experiences with him in the
3: past just never said anything. Can you imagine imploding? You probably can't because you still alive. But like you just in this this submersible and you start hearing these cricks and cracks and You like, oh Lord, and then you just dead. Like your eyeballs just suck into your head. You just go gone.
2: Graphic. So
3: it
0: it it is pretty graphic because I'm pretty sure they didn't find too many, too much of them to actually take. That that is it's 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 a horrific way to go. And just because of that type of risk, I want to know exactly what I'm
3: getting into. I think those people was dead well before they even started searching. Them people were dead. They just kept telling us they have 45, 45 more hours. No, they don't. They gone. They gone. You just trying to do a little valid effort and finding the diligence. But they did. They did. You they know, gone. I told, I was telling Candace about what my dentist
0: said. I, I was in the chair and he was like talking to the hygienist and the hygienist said, you know, they still have 48 hours of air left. And he said, no, they're dead. Dead, 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 dead. And I was like, geez. You know, he was so cold about it, but I I was like, geez. But yeah, it was a tragic story. They that's also it. said this story confirmed that the that the Simpsons are prophetic because this is a yet another story that it was in the census Sim, the had an episode about this like 10, 15 years ago. And it and it came to pass when Homer was in a submersible uh under the ocean floor, and of course something tragic happened. But
2: yeah, that's I I I just politically thinking i think like they held the story back because some other things was going on in the world that they wanted to like they do so many other times it was a distraction for something else and all so whenever uh even now whenever they got something that's hit the internet big and all you know it's always a distraction for something else you know so
4: All right. right. The next story and the story that I wanted to talk about that pertains to me, especially in the world of education, is the Abby um, Wiener, Wiener, Werner, Werner, I think it's her name. Anyways, it's the teacher in Virginia who was shot by her six-year-old student and so this story is very significant of course to me as an educator in an elementary school i think most of the times when people think about school shootings they think about people coming in from the outside and just with automatic weapons and spraying the entire school but people don't understand there's real danger inside classrooms and that these are people too coming in and so just to recap the story it happened on january 6 abby was teaching her first grade class when one of her students went to his backpack and pulled out a I believe it was a nine millimeter and shot her through the hand and the bullet went into her chest. She was able to evacuate her entire class, which is protocol when something like that happens before she collapses, but collapsed and was able to get some medical care afterwards. She's still recovering to this very day. At this point, she has a lawsuit against her school corporation for $40 million. Um, The child in question was a kid who had behavior issues and um, quote uh, quote, unquote acute behavior issues and that his parents had to literally bring him to school every day, but it happened to be this day, they did not bring him. As a follow-up, his mom was just sentenced to two years in prison because she was convicted of smoking weed and leaving her firearm in a place where her child could take it. Now, another teacher in the building had said that the student said he wanted to set her on fire, and watch her die. So this is a six-year-old, and so I think you know this story is significant because we're always trying to find ways to keep ourselves protected from the outside world. What if we have man-made drills that we take our students through? What happens when an active shooter comes in the building? But you don't really expect them to be internal. I think that the shooting is going to come from the inside and especially from a primary classroom. Now, fifth grade, sixth grade, some of them are crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some of them are crazy. Very. Mm-hmm. I had a student that tried to um, jump me outside my car. Mm-hmm. So yes, when I taught fifth grade. So, but you don't think that far when it comes to kindergarten and first grade. So to me, it poses an issue like, what what is the future of public education going to look like my goodness i mean i don't i don't know where we're going to go from here we're we're tasked with uh, educating the, the 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 nation's youth but we're trying to protect ourselves from people shooting on the outside now we got to protect ourselves from people shooting on the inside and how far do we go and as i was thinking about this story you know Like we talked about the submersible, money was a factor in his decision to continue on. Money's a factor in education as well. Every kid that walks through your door has dollar signs on their back. And if they go to another corporation or decide to go homeschool, that's money walking out of your district. So we tend to put up with a whole lot. There was all kinds of warning signs about this kid. And it makes me also question special ed law. I understand that kids with special needs deserve an education equal to those of kids who are non-special ed. Well, how much do you put up with? And so that was a, a, it's an interesting conversation that is carrying on to this day, even so much so that teachers are asking for hazard pay because it can be a hazard to come to school.
0: I have questions about what kind of environment this student was coming from. I know the mother was sentenced to to, like you said, to prison time for two years. I dare I ask, was there a father in the home? What kind of structure was that that the student this student had access to a nine millimeter meter and nobody knew? Like, I'm assuming it's unlicensed. I'm assuming the worst, <laughs> you know. Uh clearly it wasn't locked up and you have a person who has, you have a child who has clearly some mental issues and this is the type of environment you put them in and then you send them off to school. Like, what do you think the school can do for him? Like, what is the expectations for the school to do for him? Like make him a productive member of society, uh, cause him to be one who's respectful when all those things used to be home related. But it sounds like it's now the public school's job to do and to make sure he's mentally okay, emotionally
4: okay, physically
0: okay, and every other okay you can have.
4: And that's true. And that's the issue. Where do you draw the line? Because the public school system cannot become the parent. It can only be the public school system, but that's what they're tasking us with. And that's the problem. You want us to be the parent without any repercussions that parents can actually take for their kids. And so, um, you know, I don't know much about this boy's family. All I can speak to is the experiences that I've had. And, you know, I was watching a TikTok earlier where a seventh grade teacher whose students are well below reading level asked their the parents, can you read with your kids 30 minutes a night? And these are seventh graders. And he literally got death threats because their parents didn't want to do it and they came up, that's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. So all of the responsibilities for everything concerning the kid is now falling on the school system. We feed them, we clothe them. We have, my office was flipped into a a dentist's office not too many weeks ago, so we can provide dental services. The doctor comes for, for checkups and everything. Everything that we, our parents did for us when we were kids because it was their responsibility has now been laid at the feet of school and i think because of that we have opened pandora's box and this is what we have
2: anyways hold on but I, my take on that though is you can do all those things for them but one thing you can't do is discipline them
4: you can't that's what i say don't we don't have the tools and they explain discipline but discipline in their way meaning we're not going to tell them no we're going to redirect We're going to not make them feel bad. We're going to go through all these behavior modification plans. So that was the top stories of the year, and it's always a revolving door around education here.
1: All right, so I'll take the next story. This story gripped the nation over the summer. July 13th, Carly Russell, she had seen a toddler walking along the side of Interstate 459 in Alabama and she pulled over to help this toddler who was only in a diaper. Um, Apparently no other drivers on that highway saw this toddler and she called 911. The police come. Her and the toddler have disappeared Um, she had called her sister-in-law and was talking to her for about a minute or so before she screamed. And then the sister-in-law didn't hear anything else except for the cars going up and down the hallway, hallway, highway. And, uh, she goes into this woods and she disappears for 48 hours. And then all of a sudden she pops up at her house. 48 hours later, Um, She told the police that she had been kidnapped um, and she just happened to escape. I don't know where the baby went, but she happened to escape. Um, The police did their due diligence and they're looking for her. Um, They spent about, they spent resources looking for her through the woods everywhere for her to pop up at her house 48 hours later. Well, the end result of this is she was convicted of two misdemeanors. And right now she is sentenced to spend 120 days in jail and pay back um, restitution that's around almost $18,000. There was a lot of comments on this story. Uh, Me, for one, faking your own disappearance as a Black woman, we already don't get the coverage that others gets when it comes to things like that. And then for you to do this, a uh, nursing student, bright, it also shines the light on mental health, as I've been saying. Um, who would do that? Why? We still don't know why, but she did come out and say she lied. Um, but we don't know why. So Carla Russell, she was in the news for a couple of days before she just popped up. Left her wig in the car and everything. was she eating Cheetos somewhere in a hotel? And she had stopped at Target before this, didn't take her wallet, no, didn't take her purse or anything, but took the items that she got from Target, which was like snack food. So obviously in her head, she had this planned. Um, They said that she was doing web searches like about Amber Alerts and, and different things like that. So she was thinking about this before it happened and it's just very it was a very odd story a lot of mixed comments um a lot of uh the black community was like oh she just needs help um but yeah what w- what are your thoughts on oh carly carly russell
3: i think she was attention seeking and she didn't think it would go that far and it did. Now she out there looking stupid.
2: I I think yes. um for the simple fact that she did tell the somewhat of the truth about that, she did better than Jesse did. Because Jesse's holding on to his story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesse's <Jessie. laughs>
2: holding on to his story. That's what happened, huh? Yeah, so. At least she told some some parties, you know, gave us some type of settlement. No, but.
4: but I agree with Tiffany as far as the fact that, you know, Black women or women of color do not get the attention in the media that our counterparts do. And so when to watch the entire nation pretty much mobilize to find this girl and this toddler, you know, was amazing, only for it to be a complete farce. And it's like the boy who cried wolf. So if somebody comes up missing for real, aren't they going to jump into action like they did the last time or are they going to think, oh, they lie. So, yeah. I, I, I think that this is the
0: most bizarre story of 2023. Like it made absolutely no sense and the internet won after this. It was the things that I heard on the and internet about this was that one comedian said, here we are praying for you and all this. I asked the Lord to take my prayers back.
4: Oh my
0: like, Jesus! He's like, can I
4: have my prayers back, Lord? You need a prayer refund. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jesus! Wait a minute! Somebody say good morning, everybody, except Carly. <laughs>
2: well, Tiffany, when you was talking about uh, uh, the the the, uh, the challenges with black women and all that they have, and all, and the, I heard like I was saying. I don't know how true it is but in california they was talking about having like you know how they got the amber alert for all kids they want to have like an ebony alert to tell you this specifically is for black kids and all so if you know there's an ebony alert you might not be like you know what i don't, I don't want to look for this kid <laughs> because why would you even have that in the first place and all you know what? Uh, at least... Wait a
3: minute, wait, stop it yeah. Wait, you yeah. said ebony alert So is there red, and yellow, black And white alert? Nope,
2: just black Just a black, it's... so it's amber alert For everybody else and ebony alert For just the black people and all <laughs> And so then if they showed a picture up there Like little mook mook is lost and all Like that, they'd be like, man, I ain't looking for mook 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 <laughs> mook rap <or> mook, mook, <laughs> mook, uh, mook mook robbed me last week and all Like that. I ain't looking for that little dude <laughs>
4: Oh, Carly, oh, Carly. Oh, my goodness. Right.
1: Let's leave Carly alone. She All a- right. Mm, bless her heart. Let's hope she gets the help she needs, Jesus. All the help, because she needed
3: eating hot Cheetos somewhere. That's ridiculous. Anyway, I'll go next. Um, I chose Damar Hamlin. So, he was the Buffalo Bills football player that got hit pretty hard against the Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals, I think it was January 2nd last year, um, it, that sent him into cardiac arrest on the field. So um, everybody took a knee, you know, they're doing, um, he basically like lost his heart rate. He was basically dead on the field. Um, he was resuscitated and taken to the hospital and the NFL did not uh, finish that game. Um, The players were too distraught. They were crying. Um, Haven't seen that out of the NFL like ever. I believe they said that's the first time that's ever happened. So DeMar kind of of came a big deal. Um, They talk a lot about safety in the NFL. I know a lot of people aren't letting their kids play uh, football and stuff like that. Um, But the one thing that I noticed with all this is when this happens, Everybody knows to pray. I mean, you had analysts on ESPN and other news stations openly, dear father, in the name of Jesus, will you please blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, it's okay now. It's okay now. But any other time, it's like, "Mm, leave that Jesus man out of here. Like, get out of here. Um, So I just thought that that was very, it was noticeable for me. Um, that there, so many people were willing to pray. Um, and so I just wanted to know you guys' thoughts on that.
1: Well, I I don't know if I watched that much of it, but what came to mind to me later on in the year, how Bronnie James had the same thing and you have these young um, young people because I don't think it's just specific to race having these cardiac arrests and they're like peak athletic shape. So what is going on there? Um, you know,
3: you say that, but I, I I was going to say that as well because you have that, it was a four-star basketball player that dropped dead in the middle of practice. Um, there was some other people, some other high school people that drop like dropped dead on the football field. I'm like, why are all these kids in like this tip-top shape just dropping dead. I don't get it. It also has happened to a
0: basketball player in at Florida. And that happened, I believe it was in a timeout. And he passed out with a cardiac arrest. I, I think he went on to, to recover. Um, and I think he transferred to another school, but that happened to him also in the midst of all of this. But mm-hmm. to answer your first question about prayer, there's something about death that makes people question everything they thought they knew
4: mm-hmm. so
0: here you are you can be a stark atheist Like in the military they say uh there's a saying that says there's no such thing as an atheist in the foxhole meaning when you see all these bullets flying around and you see your mortalitys near nobody's sticking to well i'm just gonna go dark no they're like jesus help me that everyone something about death that brings people to the reality of their own mortality and so, you see this, and then, like you said, that was the first time I ever seen an ESPN and out and an analyst start praying to Jesus. He wasn't praying to some other god. He was praying to Jesus, Father Lord Jesus. Help this man. Nobody I've never seen that
4: before. No one was. They didn't pray no universal prayer to it all wasn't, the god here and whoever could hear me. It was none of that. It went straight to the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think that proves to me innately that there is a void in mankind that can only be filled by God. And you know intuitively that it can only be filled by him. So when you're faced with your mortality or you're faced with difficult situations, that piece of you cries out for it, whether you walk with God or not, whether you have the Holy Spirit or not, that void in you, that thing in you reaches for the spirit that created you because you know intuitively it's the only thing that can help you.
0: Uh you know also about this story that was alarm well i won't say as alarming but the more i read up on this there was a lot of talk on social media platforms about dare we say it should we say it the covid shot and its
4: ramifications
2: oh oh. kind of get us canceled
4: hold up hold up the (laughs) opinions expressed on this show are that of ours and ours alone they do not reflect the places where we work, worship, or the communities that we live in. Proceed, Amen.
0: Okay, so this is not necessarily opinionative. I'm just saying what was said on the internet about this, and that uh, they're seeing an uptick in this uh, since the COVID shots were were give, were were given out to people. Now, I can't say that this is a direct, you know, uh, this is directly related but it has been mentioned in circles, in dark circles, that this might be one of the reasons why this is happening. Um, but you know, even COVID doctors or doctors who prescribe the shot have at least uh, admitted to the fact that the COVID shot can reveal that you have a pre, a pre um, or undiagnosed issue with the heart. So it's a thing. Now, how much of a thing? I don't know. And I don't want to go into it, but yes.
3: So you mentioned that. I was actually thinking that as well. I, that was going to be my own personal thoughts. But since you went there, um, I, I too wonder if there's correlations uh, because for, you know, you're looking at like the college students that in high school that they put, they I wouldn't say they push it on, but it was, it was more like if you don't take this vaccine then you can't play and you know these kids are gonna want to play so they did um whether they wanted to or not and it makes me wonder this is you're you're seeing this more in the younger generation you ain't seeing some old dude some 30 40 50 year old well you probably do but like this playing a sport dropping dead like this you seeing high school athletes college athletes and younger professional athletes that this is happening to and it just makes me wonder like what's going what's going on what's going on That's a fair question i don't think anybody would ever admit any any of this thing even if they did down the line find out that that was a correlation because it all go back to money you know i mean lawsuits they would have Oh, no. They ain't about to set themselves up for that. They like, look, we saved y'all lives.
2: All right. So uh, mine was um, the Alabama Brawl. (laughs) Uh, And it basically was about uh, uh, somebody parked their boat. I don't want to say this. Somebody parked their boat where it wasn't supposed to be parked at. And they had an altercation with the uh, security guard there. And it what it looked like was uh from the from the videos that was taken, what it looked like was uh a bunch of white guys jump in, a black guy, and all of a sudden all of black America is reunited with each other and don't got no issue with nobody because it's a fight, and then we want to jump in and get the white man and all that. Care. That's what it looked like. So uh it went viral because it went viral for a couple of different reasons because of that it went viral because the one young guy jumped off the boat and swam over to a fight, breaking, letting them know that black people can swim and all I that, and they will swim to get to a fight at that too, you know? So, um, uh, it united a lot of us together, uh, for not for a good reason, per se. And all that. you know, it was not come together for somebody, you know, uh, Achieving something big and all like that, just all of us getting together, cause, so we can uh, fight somebody. Um, I,
4: think, I know you. It also
2: happened. It also happens to see uh, the one, the one brother that uh, the chair incident and all like that. So then a lot of parodies was coming from the chair incident and all. Uh, he he didn't have to smack that lady like that. She was on the ground, and she wasn't doing nothing to nobody. And he smacked the mess out of her and all like that. But for some reason. Ah, uh, the internet thought that that was hilariously funny. There's so much so that chairs was uh being uh sold at a at, at a high rate all over the nation, and all and folk was making jokes about it. I'm going to pop the trunk and all I can and get a chair out of there and all I can and get you and all I can instead of a pistol or something. So, so I, I it it was a it was a really uh, it was a, I, I I got no words for it. You know, I got no words for it. It, it shouldn't have been. It, it shouldn't have went down that way. But uh, I got a lot of opinions. I'm not, I'm going to stick with my opinions for myself right now. So y- y'all tell me what y'all think.
3: You know what I think? I think if the people just would have moved their boat, they wouldn't have no issues. The ferry was trying to come in. The security guard was telling them to move. They didn't move. The security guard didn't punch them first he was just doing his job they ganged up on that man not thinking that anybody else would come and help him but he threw that hat in the air and that was the calling that was the we call and it's not like there was nobody like he there was three dudes and those two women that all jumped on him it was 5 against 1 so then when other people come down and they start helping this man and the first black guy that went down there, didn't even throw punches. He was just trying to pull them off. Then they want to run up to their boat. Like they didn't do nothing wrong. And that was, and then the black people were just like, nah, we here now. And they started fighting. But if they just would have moved the boat to begin with, it would have never happened. There would be no Alabama brawl. Do, do
2: the you man- think it's do you think if the security guard was a white guy no, and all that, would that would have went down that way?
3: Black people wouldn't have came, no, they no, would not I mean,
2: have. Th- I mean, do you think he would have had uh, argued with him and all, or do you think he was just moved his boat? Could have, could Stop. it have been a race thing?
4: Yeah, alcohol involved, which makes people's defenses down. Yeah. In, in in a sense, but I do think, and maybe it still would have been an altercation if it was a white security guard, but I think the fact that it was a black security guard in Alabama, now this is not in, this is Southern Alabama. And and so we we got it's some issues down there, some major issues still down there with a lot of race issues. I mean, what's that movie that we all watched a couple of years ago, just Mercy. Just Mercy.
0: Mercy. Just
4: Mercy. Just Mercy. One Al- to Alabama?
0: Yes, I believe so.
4: I believe it was Alabama. They have a lot of issues with race. And so what the situation ended up in and of itself, yeah, it got out of hand. But what is symbol- symbolized is the fact that people are no longer going to tolerate that. You have a man who has in a position of authority that asks you, not demanded, to move your stuff. And you decided to swing on him. So then, and, and so like they said, black people unite, that people are not standing for that kind of racism, punkism, whatever you wanna talk about. And that's what that's what really went down. It was a standing together that we're not gonna let you just run up on him and beat him down like this. And we stand by and watch. Um, we've watched this for decades, for centuries to our people and you're not gonna do it again. You're not going to do it again. And I think they bit off way more than they can chew. And I just, that made, they, he bit, they all bit off way, way more than they could chew. They thought that they were just going to walk some by.
0: A lot of liquid courage. And I tell you, this is another story that the internet won afterwards.
4: They sure did.
0: I tell you what, when they did so many spoofs of this, of a guy jumping in a pool and he started swimming across the pool to the other side to get to, to get to the fight. And when he said it proves that black people know how to swim. No, when somebody
4: <laughs> put it to the theme music of good times, it was like keeping your head up on water. And they had to the- was <laughs> <laughs> like, like making a way when you can. And the chair came down. <laughs> I was like, Who never did this is that you, you, you just, wow. They, they made the Avengers team. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: And they're even talking about having a reunion,
3: but no, I think I think that they really thought they was gonna walk. Cause you, if you see the other part of the video, they was then then they went to their boat like they was just about to boat away, and that's when all the rest of black folks was like, no, nope. they jumped on the boat, drugged them off, and then beat. And they, it's not like the white folks wasn't fighting back; they was swinging too. Like dude got into a stance like he was a boxer and got his his tail whooped. Now I agree the chair to the lady's head was probably a little little much. Somebody knocked her in the water. That probably wasn't needed. <laughs> but at the same time, if you just would have
0: moved your boat, you wouldn't it, have been in that
2: situation.
0: It probably wasn't needed.
2: Yes. So the guy that the guy that hit the lady, the guy that with the, the did the chair thing and all, they said that he got um uh, he had to pay like a $375 fine, had to do like 50, 50 hours of community service, and um, it's like 60 days of of jail already served or something like that where he didn't, you know, or something in the lines of that. So he did get in some type of trouble for doing that, but I feel like he got in some type of trouble doing that because somebody had it recorded. Had nobody had it recorded and all like that, I don't think, you know, he would got in trouble because – ain't nobody gonna tell on them except had nobody the
3: had nobody recorded any of it they probably none of them would have probably got in trouble that's the, that's
0: the well, benefit we, but here's technology. the technology
3: that gets me about the whole thing is that
0: it probably went down this way because there is no calling the police and getting results let's be real somebody could have been like, oh, let's call the police on these white men who are jumping on this black guy and then, you know, let let justice be served. That probably won't go happen. They would have came there, took some statements and said, oh, what they look like? Okay. Even if the police officer knew the person who did it, there's no guarantee in that state. I I mean, it could happen. And I'm not going to talk about all police officers. We don't want to get into a, 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 you know, but there be a, there's a good chance they have been just let's take down a report and go home, and nothing would have happened to the people who did this to this man. So they decided we're going to take justice into our own hand and do something about it. And they still called the police.
3: I mean the police the police was still called. and They the, for the brouhaha people. yeah
4: for the brouhaha mm-hmm. for the for the initial incident. It's only because it got to the
1: right that the police right. called.
3: For the record, I was just in that exact area. I saw that dock like two months before it was there for work. I was there for a conference. And I was like, oh, that's that's a nice. They had fairies going out. They said, that's so cool. And then they showed up on the news. I'm like, oh dang.
4: You know, it's a rough year. <laughs> it's a rough year for Alabama. Cause you know, Carly, that was Alabama. Um, thank you guys for joining us for our first episode of 20,
0: 2024. We see you next time.